Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sorry I missed you yesterday. I accidentally went to bed at 9 p.m. with wet hair. Um, <laughs> hey, it happens, man. It happens. I just, you know, we've had this like uh, ongoing thing where somehow our text messages aren't reaching each other. So I just was like, I'm going to pee on all levels. I know. I woke <laughs> up and I was so stressed. I was like, is everything okay? And then I was like, okay, it's about the side. It's about the podcast. Thank God. Yeah. I just was like, you're just like, I don't get your texts. And I'm like, well, I'll just try these other avenues, I suppose. Cause I honestly just didn't even know if you were, if you were getting them or not, but thank God you did. And thank God we are here, you guys, because welcome to side work podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. Yep. And uh, I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. This is of course, Corresponding with Valentine's Day, it's mm. episode 214 Whoa! about a day called 214. What? Oh my God. Angel numbers. I don't know if it's, an, I don't think it's an angel number. I think angel numbers are like one, one, two, two, three, three. But I mean, mm, okay. I feel like angel, pretty angelic about it, the situation. Um, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Guess what? I did the thing where you can like go back and be like, does this state owe me money? Have you ever done that before? Oh, shit. Okay. I'm about to. Uh, I think so I. <laughs> so you can go back and you can be like, does this state owe me money? And uh, I got, I was owed money in Chicago from none other than Buca de Beppo, still owed me money after all these years. And I got my check. Get the bell. Hit the bell. Oh, my God. Garnished so, wages. None. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they accrued interest. That's amazing. As well. Um, it was like $170. And I was like, that's not nothing. No, it's not nothing. That's the, you know, Buka. It's the job that keeps giving, you know, all these years later. Uh, so few of my jobs were above board, um, that I don't know what records might be out there, but yeah, I mean, you I just have I'm to owed. Google also need the information, but it's, you just put like, it's like you look up the state treasurer and you can yes. look at like all the states you've ever worked in. I think I did it a long time ago and I was surprised and I, I think I got a couple handy back. So hot tip everybody. If we're, hot tip. if we're still feeling a little broke after the old January slump it up. Well, I think it's like you just get those like $15 checks and you're just like, okay, I'll cash that when I have time. And then you mm -hmm. just never do it. And then here we are, you know? Right. So Ugh, hot mm -hmm. to, you just made me so excited. <laughs> you, you know, that feeling of just stupidly always hoping an envelope is like a check that you forgot about. And the, there's nothing I've forgotten about. No one's paying me yeah. for anything. And I, I just had another one of those, um, like I was like, oh, it's a check. It's a check. It's a residual. And it was another seven cent payout. And I was just like, fuck me. God damn it. Like, like the why? stamp costs more than the check. Like the, the that's cost. Wild. You had to kill a tree for this, huh? All right. <laughs> it's yeah. Crazy. You know, I, I did. I looked up in like my dad in Nebraska, like my dad has tons. And I'm just like, hey, you have this. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. And I'm like, why? Why don't you want the money? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get after him a little more. But you know, his his, the, uh, you know, if you, I don't, know, I don't want to get into it. But like okay. anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, just, just say, just say such a. Boomer. I think they're just like such, yeah, like a, like men of a certain generation who just like you know they have to do if they have to multitask or do things for themselves. It just like it's not gonna happen ever. You know. Mm. Pause for pause for hydration. Yep, we and, and mm -hmm. water bottle reunification. So it's, oh, it's, it's on. Hey, thank God. Sorry, no I you went to bed early last night, Brooke, <laughs> with wet hair. Oh no, 
Yeah. Now and this is a hot Valentine's Day turn. Yeah, here's here's what I'll say. For those of you who don't wash your hair very often, the wash day is a big deal and you don't want to waste it. And I fucking wasted it because I fell asleep and I woke up and And your hair was like absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So All right. All right. Well, we have a lot to cover. So let's just just jump into some headlines, shall we? Uh, Yes, we shall. Yes, we shall. Oh gosh. The the fun marketing just doesn't stop here on this podcast. Uh, this is very exciting. And this is a limited time offer. But Heinz Ketchup, which we know is the one true ketchup, the ketchup to defeat all ketchups. Uh, you know, we don't do hunts. We do Heinz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just released a limited edition emotional support ketchup bottle. Oh my God, this is ridiculous. Yeah, the, the cap on this bottle of ketchup is more akin to like a water bottle so if you uh-huh. need to if you need to suckle it or squirt straight into the mouth you can uh-huh. drink drink with ease out of your ketchup bottle it has a strap so you can wear it a little bit like a purse uh-huh. um and, and keep it on your person um like a you- crossbody yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like one of those cool crossbodies, exactly. Um, but basically, it's it's sort of like your emergency scenario. Keep it with you know. There are the people who keep the hot sauce in the purse. The people right. who have to have their ranch just in right. case a restaurant doesn't need it. Right. I, this one says, in case of emergency, crisis, anxiety, boredom, major life events, dinner with friends, or a barbecue with that one weird uncle who doesn't believe in condiments, bring me with you. Oh, my Lord. Look, I when I first read this, I was like, so does that mean I can, like, take all this on an aeroplane? But, like, yeah. I, I, I get their security with all this. Yep. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but it's an emotional support bottle, guys. <laughs> Um, the fact that they're cracking down on dogs, I don't think you're going to get through with your, with your bottle of ketchup. No, no, no. But they said, but anyway, but yeah, this is silly and very fun. And for your people who have the ketchup heads out there, if you will, the Heinz, the Heinz towns. It's a real thing. So Sean's uncle, who I've gotten to know over the last year, um, and he'll profess it's, it's, I don't think there's shame in it, but he, his palate has not. Um, progressed past a kindergartner's. Mm. So everything is plain. He's It's like a plain hamburger bun with a plain burger on it and only ketchup. He eats as a side dish potato chips dipped in ketchup. Oh, Loves I've that. had that. It's actually, yeah, I mean, you know. there's, there's an appeal to it. <laughs> I don't do uh, it on the regs, but I've done it. Will not like, so ketchup is his vegetable intake, if that tells you anything. Uh, he eats progressive soup for lunch. But what he does is... He squirts ketchup in it? No. Well, I haven't seen that yet. But I've I've been over there now many times, and I've seen him making lunch in action. And he just strains all of the vegetables out. Like, he pours progresso chicken soup into a colander, picks the chicken out. And it's like, why don't you just get chicken noodles like what the fuck is going on but yeah every day strains the vegetables out of a can of soup wow. and won't eat them yeah it's wow. interesting huh more, i think bo- more boomer talk <laughs> i know i think he would enjoy an emotional support ketchup bottle so maybe we'll oh get that God. so available on amazon for 7.99 uh that's ridiculous well jesus i mean i guess some people do go that deep and far um when it comes to their ketchup <laughs> You cover the second headline, too, because you love it so much. <laughs> okay. I mean, first of all, you know that I use this headline aggregate called FARC, F-A-R-K.com. I used to use it when, um, you know, I was actually doing journalism for a living. And it's just a great way to inspire, um, to find fun headlines, all that stuff. And so they have all the ways that they... Um, categorize what the headlines are you know someone be like spiffy cool yuck and this one was just like no kidding dumbass <laughs> was the label on this one but this is so sweet and so sincere and i think this is a first time baby girl food writer from slate.com goes on to let us know why she loves splitting meals at restaurants <laughs> it basically yeah. it's her it's she has her own column 
it's like tips on how to live. And it's like, oh my God, she was like definitely born yesterday. Anyways, so, but she's really given us the lowdown that you can save money mm-hmm. if you split dishes with friends mm-hmm. at restaurants. Right, where all this like decide to share things together. Yeah, and then uh-huh. we all just like go 50-50 on the food, she says, as opposed to unless someone's a vegetarian and maybe they should pay less. I don't know. And yeah, now I it's don't... getting complicated. So I don't think it's that hot of a tip because then she's like, well, then there are the people with food allergies, allergies. that you do have to. And you're, I'm, I'm like, just what like. What are you talking about? Things are going to cost the same. I'm pretty sure a veggie burger and a regular. Veggie burgers cost more than regular burgers. I'm just saying. Like when you do a vegetarian substitution, it's going to cost $5 more. I know. So but I, <laughs> I'm I was picking it I was, apart. I was like, this is not the hot tip you think it is um she's so cute she's sincere I, I, you know i'm in support i was a baby writer one time too well, the you kids know gotta and- learn you know at some point that this is how you do it i don't think i ever read an article about it i was just like why well, can't we just all share things like you it, know yeah i didn't need i didn't need gen z to teach me that which is really really funny um it's so cute and sweet i can't even deal with it but yeah just also you know that this is one of my vote most hated ways to eat when mm-hmm. it's small small plate sort of places yeah. and all you get is the weird ruined spoonful of something and it's just a plate of trash that you eat and then you're like I don't know if I'm full I don't know if I'm still hungry what just fucking happened you know and- yeah I think it just depends on like there's a lot of circumstances. There's a lot that, you know, and obviously, look, she has par- sparked a conversation. So, oh, um, she's she, doing her job. Like, I mean, this is like her version of girl dinner at a restaurant, rat snacking at a restaurant. I mean, yeah, it just depends on who you're with, how many people are in your party, all that kind of stuff, you know? It is, oh, but she uh, also she's all she goes on. She also goes on to be like, well, and I mean, socially speaking, too, it's really a great way to get to know the people at your dinner table. Like, are they going to be my vibe? And it's like, yeah, get ready. I'm I'm old. Get my own entree, Van Poplin over here. Yep, <laughs> you're you're going to figure out that I'm not afraid to be a leader, to be independent, and to stand alone. And no, you cannot have anything, and I will not share. So there you <laughs> go. You learned a little something about me, dear. I love it that you're just like making light of this like article and now you're like fully leaning in. That's now beautiful. I'm fully fucking mad. Bully. Yeah. Fully fucking okay. mad. Well, maybe I learned more than I realized I was going to. <laughs> oh, a oh, so little baby writer. So good. Got you got you got BVP. I guess you got me, you guys. You got Aww. me. Uh, oh, that's so good. That's so great. Warning. Well, I can't wait till we eat out together again, bro. <laughs> Well, we're good, we're good eaters together. I trust I you. I trust you. I know. Cannot trust um, other people. You cannot trust other people. I've learned right. this the hard way. Anyways. Um, well, uh, we got one, you guys. <laughs> we, we we have one for you here. Two here in a row. Go. Two um, weeks in a row. Yeah, here we go with a, a wonderful server. Submitted story. I'll handle this one, too, because you're going to probably take the lead on the topic. All right. We know our jobs. We know our jobs, everybody. All right. Here we go. Hey, ladies, this isn't really a serving story, but did happen during my serving shift. So there you go. It qualifies. We were like, send us weird holes in the ground stories. So trust me, this is pretty, pretty perfect. Okay. The year was 2010. I was working at an upscale steakhouse in Colorado. It was in a very old building with lots of tunnels and weird cubby holes in the basement. I love this. The tradition among me and a few of my work besties was to come in for our shift, get set up, then sneak downstairs to the very end of the labyrinth that was this basement and take hits from our one hitters to Mm self-medicate. However, on this particular day, my cohorts were not working or they hadn't started their shift yet, so I went down alone. I was locked and loaded, just about to take my first hit when I heard voices coming toward me. This wasn't unusual, as the employee bathroom was also down there, used only by the dishwashers who weren't allowed to be seen um, by the public, um, and they would go down there to cornstarch their balls. Uh. So (laughs) I listened to the voices, who were clearly speaking English, so I knew it wasn't my dishwashing friends, and service had just started, so I could be reasonably sure it wasn't the kitchen staff. I was just starting to panic, thinking it could be some of our cities unhoused, looking for a warm place to do that thing, when I heard the unmistakable squawking of a two-way radio. That's when it hit me. It was the police coming down, coming down to do a sweep for the aforementioned unhoused. And 
meet with an Altoids stuffed full of weed, which mm. was not legal for recreation in Colorado at the time. Now, I sure did panic. As I said before, this was the end of a long hallway with lots of doors and cubbies. And in this room was only discarded cabinets from office remodels, none large enough for me to hide inside of. <laughs> there was no place to go, and the voices were getting closer. I decided the only thing to do was pretend like I had every damn right to be there. So shoved my work into my apron, popped out from around the corner, and cheerfully said, Why, hello, officers, and bopped right by them without slowing down. I'm pretty sure at least one of them peed a little bit, but they both laughed like you do when you get the daylight startled out of you. One of them called after me. You're lucky you didn't get shot. I think he was joking, but he was 100% correct. I was a cute blonde white woman coming at them. Looking back, I do wonder may, what may have happened if it was anyone else. Anyway, as soon as I rounded the corner, I ran through the maze of corridors, up the stairs, and officially began my shift. When my pot smoking homies came in for their shifts later, do you think my story deterred us in the least? Hell no. In 2020, after 25 years in the industry, thanks to COVID, I officially hung up my apron for the last time again. <laughs> we, oh boy, well. But I don't think I will ever stop having waitress nightmares. Why won't the water go into the glass? Why do all the fancy wine glass racks, racks have red plastic pizza cut cups in them? So listening to your podcast is like a soothing balm on the little black spot where my heart used to be before thinking, this will be a great part-time job to get me through college. Oh, man. Godspeed and great tips, Amy from Colorado. Oh, that's a fantastic story. It's like I what a creep. It. Oh my God. Like a creepy basement underneath a restaurant. Oh. I was fully waiting for ghost and you know, I know. App apparition Me stories. Me too. I was like, somebody's catching up from Halloween episodes finally. Like, but oh yeah, that is fantastic. Amy, thanks so much for sending that. And thank you for the kind words. Um, I, it always makes me think too of all just the weird little cubbyhole spaces that are designated for us to be humans outside of the site of the public. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's always, of course, like the milk crate overturned outside the kitchen door where you're like, that's where people sit. Yeah, next, your spot. Your little, next your to the dumpsters. Spot, yep. For sure. You know, and as a, as a server bartender turned esthetician, the fact that anyone would call me a soothing balm is pretty high, hey. high praise. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah. But just all the weird places we get used to, you know, just shoving ourselves into to just do whatever little drugs or affirmation or yoga or whatever we need to do to get. Yeah, we we keep whatever sort of stash or. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Oh, the fact that like all of our purses and belongings didn't get stolen on a regular basis. It used to be that we would just jam all of our shit in the back room at mm -hmm. Bad Dog Tavern. Remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a, an entire staff's purses just hoping no one yeah, would come like a, like a like a little curtain like hoping that nobody would go in there i mean nobody ever did and i feel like it was like back far enough away for sure but like it's it's true i'm also shocked that that never happened god that was a weird closet that was a weird little cubby hole right there oh uh, that's um, great well you guys thanks we're, we're glad that you are back in the spirit sending us some stories keep them coming send them to sideworkpod at gmail.com ah. the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to Carvana it doesn't get any better than this your favorite seat's the best spot in the house make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes there really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, topic of the day. This is really fun. This is a great uh, Valentine's Day topic. I'm not sure, you know, like we've touched upon it before, the annoyance of it. Uh, Today we're going to talk about PDA. You know, so mm. it's our, I think it's our favorite, least favorite holiday to put on blast is Valentine's Day. And, you know, and honing in on what the majority of couples, you know, hope like the all the fuss is about at the right. end of the day, which which is boning. You know what I right. mean? This like, whole charade whoa. you have to suffer through of them with the flowers and the chocolates and the table for two and the mm-hmm. prefix menu. It's mm-hmm. all so they can bone. Get it's in the, the bone zone. The romance. The, the, you, know, you know, but a lot of couples can't keep it in the bedroom, you know, or the home or the car or even the parking lot. You know, they want to go like straight to your section for the PDA. Right. Of course, you know, and and I think we've talked in other years past about Valentine's Day, how it's the other side of it tends to be the number one holiday for couple dysfunction and mm-hmm. fighting mm-hmm. because of the pressure. Or then you got the other side where you are like are really going for it. Handsy, yeah, for sure. Handsy. So things are about to get cringy for sure. But I do want to premise that we are not judging or sex shaming anybody on today's episode. We're just telling it like it is. Well, I think the I'm, point is we're we're talking about how it affects us as service industry uh-huh. workers when uh-huh. y'all uh-huh. come into having... our world. Exactly. Absolutely. That's where so, we get to be a little Judge Judy, okay? Yeah. So PDA is short for public display of affection. If you guys didn't know that, and obviously it's a term often used to describe how couples show affection toward each other in public spaces. Now, before we kind of get started with the trashing it, I, there's a, there's an <laughs> article from VeryWellMind.com that shows mm-hmm. the actual positives. You know, is public display of affection good for a relationship? And it turns out, yeah, it kind of is. There's benefits to it. You know, it builds intimacy. It improves bonding. It reduces stress. It breaks taboos, so choosing to publicly display affection toward your partner can send a powerful message about how you are an uninhibited by conventional mm-hmm. conventional norms. PDA is still taboo in many cultures, which further exacerbates excitement of those moments. But then, obviously, there are negative sides to it as well. Um, you know, maybe one person is really into PDA, and the other person in the couple is not at all. You know, and they're just very uncomfortable with the whole situation, depending on their upbringing, their culture, their social norms, things like that, having different values. Um, It could create reputational hazards as, you know, (laughs) that's probably what I suffered from the most in my PDA, which I didn't do very often. You know, some people can, you know, fear that there'll be consequences that will damage their reputation, both socially and professionally, especially with PDA, which could easily be photographed and shared. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which we all know we've seen tabloids. I mean, that's like the money shot there is if you can catch someone smooching out at a restaurant or whatever. And, um, you know, but that stuff, like you said, can be damaging, goes around um, because what's happened is we're usually like those of us who kind of fall in the middle of the spectrum, which we'll get into. My embarrassing PDA moments have been with someone I don't know very well when yes. I'm wasted. Yes, at and a bar, in the yes. back corner of a bar, maybe in a photo booth, maybe you pop into a bathroom, maybe you're, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Like, you know, but that is typically where they are, you know? And that being said, there are a lot of bars out there, specifically queer bars mm-hmm. that are deemed safe spaces to express yes. your sexuality you know Abs- absolutely where it's it the might... only fucking place where this can happen you know Abs- right and like there was that big deal with like there being a raid in a gay bar last week where they it was in seattle or yes! what have you yes and in the year 2024 that is absolutely still threatening because yeah they, yeah, they came in and raided a gay bar and we're just basically like oh you're dressed who's you're, you're you should have a shirt on you're wearing like leather, you know, they were just, it wasn't, it was, it's fucking crazy. This is insane, Brooke. Like, yeah, absolutely not cool. Very terrifying because like, 
Listen, like we said with anything, like you, like it's up to you if you want to be out or not. And so the idea that these public officials are coming in and photographing and like, you'd be like, get me the fuck out of here or wh- whatever it is. Like, so that was just a huge, huge um, breach of safety and violation that was really upsetting. Yeah. Uh, they definitely pushed in back. Seattle. Like, I know. I, know. I mean, and I want to come back and visit this in a bit when we get back For a sure. little bit more on like cultural norms, but like, you know, let's just start with like, what's appropriate, you know? And this is sure. coming from a point of view from like, you're a server, you're a bartender, you're at work. Mm-hmm. What's appropriate? What's not appropriate? All right. So. Right. Um, and I will, I want to write a note to, well, you know what? Wait, just put a pin in that real quick. And what I do want to say, right, because this can get this. These are the episodes where we can get a little bit into being off topic, tr- talking about relationship and relationship mm. advice, because mm. with this very well mind article saying how, you know, forms of PDA can be very um you know, esteem building, making you feel safe in the relationship. And for me, I had experienced multiple times people I dated here in Los Angeles who I'm like, am I a secret? Like what is going on? Mm-hmm. Because they just were very broy with me in public and didn't make me feel claimed or what have you. And you're like, I'm not super needy, but this is something else. Mm. And so I think like, it was just really interesting for me to, um, really learn that the PDA thing, uh, especially if you don't think it's them being embarrassed to have PDA that I'd take that as a sign that possibly dating someone else which kind of <laughs> ended up being true multiple times you know with some of these sociopaths out here but that was just always really off to me or never you know like for me it's a display of affection if you put a photo of us up to, together somewhere on social this, media at some this, point right this, i had like this has spun off onto a whole i know yes, i know this is a, yeah it's a spin off series yeah i'm just yes. letting you know i am now you know engaged to someone who really loves to throw his arm around me when we're walking down the street and you know pull me in and it's not but I'm just going like this guy's claiming me and he's proud and I'm proud that he's my partner and vice versa and I'm just saying you'll you'll know when you find either your PDA match right or Mm -hmm. aka twin flame exactly (laughs) or pay attention if you're kind of like they like are like hold me at arm's length in public so just beware Look, I still bro out on my husband sometimes in public. I'm like, don't even come near me. Like, I don't want to be, you know what I mean? Because I still think I don't, I, I mean, yes, guilty of making out in the back of a bar at one point. And like, yes, guilty of like you, the first time I ever kissed my husband, you walked in on us making out inside of a house, you know? But we were kind <laughs> no, of you're in a You're in a gangway. You're in you're an alley gangway. on the side of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So what side of the house? So like, yeah. So anyway, anyway. Yes. So let's go back to what yes. is appropriate and what is too much. Okay. Thank you. Starting Thank you for with, letting me absolutely. have my... And congratulations, Brooke. Thanks. On, on feeling held Very safe. and seen and heard. They, um, a good person regulates your nervous system. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, they do. And then they spike it in other ways. Um, okay. Holding hands. Number one. Totally yeah. appropriate, guys. Totally fine. A little hand holding, totally innocent, totally great. A little kiss. Great. Absolutely. On the mouth, even. Even just like a little peck, you know, especially when we're talking about Valentine's Day. I mean, and these people that claim like if you're bringing romance to your restaurant for the night, people are going to absorb that vibe and probably get a little into it. All right. Same side of the booth sitting. Now, we talked mm-hmm. about this forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate it. <laughs> it's sometimes Sean and I do it. We like it. It's also because I think we have been so COVID scared in the mo- majority of our relationship that we mm-hmm. like to, we, we unintentionally create tiny bubbles where it's just the two of us far away from other people. Um, we'll if do the, it sometimes. If the booth is like, if it's one of those sexy little like small half moon booths and you can nuzzle up to each other. Wonderful. That's fantastic. You know, but when it's two sides and the table separating, I don't know for me, I guess if you're going to try and like lady in the tramps and pasta that night, it would make perfect sense, you know, but like. I don't recommend doing it across the table. You should do it 
messy, (laughs) messy. Yes. I mean, I don't have a huge problem with it. I'm always just like, oh, oh, same ciders, you know, which we have, we have claimed. It gets your antenna up. It gets your antenna up as a restaurant worker. You're like, ruh, ruh, we got some same ciders. Uh Let's let's keep Uh an eye on them. Yeah. Then, then a little, a little, uh, a little move I like to call, where are their hands? Like, (laughs) that's when you can tell a couple starting to get real gropey, real feely under the table. You know, you kind of see like there's like lingering eye movement. Hands are not there. And you might see like a shoulder kind of moving and shifting. That's when you're, it's red flag city there. And you're just like, oh, no, I don't know if you're doing a knee, an inner thigh. If that's like if you're fingering blasting someone in, right. in my section. But where are your hands, guys? Where are they? Right. You know, I, I just think rule of thumb if if the if the lap is like visible, like if it's an open table where there's no hiding the lower body, mm-hmm. I think it's totally cool to be like, yep, I see that hand on a knee. Like a hand on a knee is a sign of affection yeah, for me. That's totally. And that's you like, know, that is very nice. It's just a little hand on a knee. I know. Abs- I agree. But then it you but, know but. when it's obscured by a tablecloth mm-hmm. and there's just the people are just both kind of looking forward, but there's like mm-hmm. a lot of movement. Someone, mm-hmm. someone's getting jerked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> someone's getting stiff and hopefully you, you don't get stiffed. I mean, we could just, yeah. And then also like, did they just go to the fucking bathroom together? Like there's also that. Have you ever had sex in a restaurant, Brooke? Um, like as a patron? Like, I, oh no, not as a patron. I was more likely to see what I could pull off after you know we were yeah just like as more... an employee for sure but right yeah <laughs> like as an employee absolutely no not not as a patron Mm-mm. yeah or or bar i mean how like did you how far like have you gone if, if you don't if you don't want to talk about it no, how far I'm have you fine. gone in like a public place in a public place uh not i think i don't okay yeah in my place of employment in my coffee shop i brought someone back because I was like I don't want to go all the way back to Brooklyn to hook up and um, had the keys to my coffee shop and um, I do think there was a security camera uh-huh. uh, that was a feed that went straight to my boss's um, home probably more or less <laughs> and I do think he knew that I did this I did not get away with it but uh, it was you were closed for the night you were it was not like yes, open it, no 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 okay I don't okay to me that is so stress inducing um th- that I know we have friends who 100% would just go lock the single-use bathroom door and be boning people during a rowdy night while the bar's open, everyone's around. And people pe- have to pee. Like, like that's you know? not That's not fun. Yeah, yeah. There are those of us with small bladders. We can't wait for you to hurry up and, you know. I mean, I did a little, I get a little bath, I did a little bathroom action at one point, and then I just felt so guilty afterwards. Like, that's where my brain went. I was like, Oh, Andrea, you fucking asshole. People have to pee. You really need to think about yourself and like what you're doing with your life. Like <laughs> you need to get it together. You think about other people before you think about yourself. Like that's where my brain goes. My therapist is like, you should work on that. Like in general, like putting others before myself. But like, I was like, oh, that was a dumb move. But you know, yeah. Fun it's in the okay. moment. But you, know, uh, you walk out no. and you're like, you're that asshole. The, the stress know? is too much, right? Because I'm I'm like you, like it doesn't, like it's not something that I get a kick out of, which we're going to talk about. There are people who like, this is, this is their thing. What this they is their do. kink and they love it. And for me, it just starts the shame spiral. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, other than just, yeah, in an embarrassing way, like we said, being wasted, totally making like if a, if there's a bar that has like couches in the back, like dirty dive bar, like forget it. I've absolutely been borderline laying down making out with someone that I oh, didn't yeah. know very well. You know, good times. Yeah. Your twenties, huh? yeah, absolutely. Um, so there is this uh, Vice article, which is pretty fun. Uh, getting into like bartenders specifically talking about what is acceptable and not acceptable as far as PDA mm-hmm. in public, how appropriate, you know, are things. Um, so this is pretty fun with like some fun scattered stories. Um, so this guy says, this bartender Jackson out of New York says that he sees it all the time. PDA all the time. You see the craziest shit on holidays. Like this Halloween, I saw two people in costume making out the bar for like a half an hour. She had a MAGA dress on and he was the wall. It was gross. 
<laughs> and the other day I saw a couple getting serious after like t- at 2 p.m. It was immediately after they ate a giant plate of nachos. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then That's- we saw Lauren Boebert. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Boobies. This bartender, oh my god this bartender from jersey says you know we see people hooking up at the bar literally like every week i think it's funny but i also think it's gross you know it's really gross when it's daylight out i mean that's when people are saying they're just like come on it's like daylight you guys are just going at it at the table you know like also could you like you get mad when we come over to interrupt you right and i'm just like you guys you guys are the ones who just ordered the fucking jaeger bombs <laughs> And well, I come over and you're mad I'm interrupting your good time. I know. it's And it's crazy, too, because, like, let's be honest. Like, there are some people who just, they love it. They are just like, I don't care where we are. We're just so in love. Um, also, to me, it's like, okay, these people are, are in an affair because they're now using the public space as one of the only spaces they can kind of get away to be alone mm-hmm. and do their thing mm-hmm. other than renting like a hotel room or something. This yeah. is their fucking hot and heavy chance to, to, you know, so be culturally. The, yeah, absolutely. Cultural, you know, when we'll talk into like cultural norms, like obviously like we're a very puritanical country, you know, and it's kind of like, is this where the taboos from PDA is like coming from? But the answer is that like, it's different all over the world, you know? Oh, totally. Uh, I, I mean, in Europe, everything's like pretty loosey goosey. And I was reading up, you know, cause we were maybe going to go to Spain last year. Like it's still going to happen, but I was just reading up on certain things. And like, because their economy tanked not that long ago, a lot of young people were like forced to go home and live with their parents. And because mm. of that, these kids don't have like anywhere to bone. So apparently like seeing couples like fully going at it is in public, in parks and in like restaurants is like just kind of the norm, you know? Whoa. Mm -hmm. I just did not even think about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and if you're a cosmopolitan city, you don't have a car to bone in. You take the metro. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, so, you know, jumping into that, you know, where PDA is socially acceptable. And this is, I think, great to know for travel. Mexico and Latin America are both places where PDA is generally, you know, uh, more out in the open than the U.S., uh, except for the Caribbean, where certain islands have some more conservative culture uh, around public displays of affection. In Europe, PDA is also fairly acceptable, especially in the major cities. However, they tend to be more reserved in Germany and the German-speaking part of Switzerland, as well as the Netherlands. Ah. I know, right? Ah, People are too stoned to fucking get it up. I know. Eastern Europe and Russia are somewhat more reserved. Um, And honestly, they're saying a lot of rural Western Europe is just kind of like, don't go overboard, you know? Um, but westernized countries for the most part are much more relaxed, like Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, you know, are pretty much okay, where PDA is more frowned upon, okay? So most Eastern and Southeast Asia fall into the category, uh, including China, Japan, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, Indonesia, and Thailand, where it's taboo um, mm-hmm. and to no, not do it. Um, you know, in Vietnam, Vietnam, outside Hanoi and Saigon, you shouldn't kiss or hold hands with someone um, of the opposite gender, obviously. And we'll, we're, you know, we'll go more lean into that too. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. And then as, as far as laws, okay? right. So in the middle East and in India, uh, uh, there's two parts of the world where you could encounter the strictest public display of affection laws. Kissing in public is illegal in Dubai and couples have been arrested for excessive PDA in Egypt. All right. So generally speaking, you should avoid most physical contact in the public in the Middle East. A Scottish man once faced, once faced three years of jail time for briefly touching a man in a bar to avoid bumping into him to spill his drink. Oh, no. And even like hand holding between friends if you're the same gender. No, 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 no. Well, so right. And yeah, we'll we'll get into the fact, too, that like this is obviously then a whole another layer if you are in a queer relationship same-sex mm-hmm. relationship and how this can land you in all sorts of trouble and you should always do your research before going anywhere sadly that's just the truth of traveling um to far off destinations obviously the pressure 
and the feeling of being unsafe or even being criminalized falls more on gay people, but even straight people can get into a lot of trouble. So it's something I never thought about researching. Yeah, it's scary. And I do think, you know, even traveling places, just even as a hetero couple, just like Mm -hmm. knowing kind of like how it works and what's acceptable culturally and what isn't. But, you know, going back to like, uh, you know, public displays of affection if you're queer like drew drogi who a uh, amazing actor comedian who's you know a, a groundling had this big story come out last year where he was dining at a mexican uh establishment in echo park with on a date showing very light affection just mm-hmm. regular couple shit and was approached by the manager and they were told to tone it down and that this was a family restaurant and he and Drew went on to be like, I've been coming to this place forever. Like, how dare you? I was barely doing anything that a, that a hetero couple wouldn't do. Right. And like, right. People fucking went bonkers on this place. Absolutely. They, fi- they, they fired the manager. I mean, this is also they also have a West Hollywood location, which has been considered like a queer right. safe You're space. Like, yeah. West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a big deal. And the, the restaurant came out and profusely apologized, obviously saying that we would never, ever, ever do anything like that. This is not the, you know, the viewpoints of our business. But, you know, even bringing up and, you know, it, it's interesting how we're turning into this PD, this PDA topic into like rights, you know, for, for LGBTQ. It is like hearkening back to that story in Seattle where it's just like, I I mean, I mean, things are things are wild right now. Um, well, but- I found. Yeah, I was going to say I found a Reddit poll, which obviously Reddit is always jam packed with <laughs> first person experiences which are so fun and so great. And I feel like some responses, um, this poll on Reddit asking the public, hey, everybody, what do you think is the acceptable amount of PDA? And we got a garden variety of responses, as you would guess. So um, I'm not reading anyone's names. I'm just going to go down a list of some great responses. But one person said, for us, it's a cultural boundary which we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. We say in private, we have no issue, obviously, mm-hmm. with like getting it on. But in public, we do not do that out of respect and modesty, more so for others. So mm-hmm. I didn't know what culture it was, but that's very normal um, in many, many cultures. Uh, so another person offered up, we don't even often hold hands, but we're a queer couple in a place that's not the most accepting. It's fine and it's safe enough, but we're guarded. In other circumstances, we will hold hands, short kisses, link arms, have arms, uh, have arms around the other's chair, etc. But yeah, you're just like that makes me sad that they have to constantly uh, read the room as you know, as a queer couple. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can't just be all loosey goosey like old Bobert. Anyways, um, <laughs> and similar, a similar tone. Very, very little PDA because we're gay and it's not always safe, unfortunately. I envy people who can safely hold their partner's hands. Oh my God. That's, That's horrible. See, because I love like with PDA when it comes to that, when it comes to like, especially as a server and like reading body language and being like, mm-hmm. these people are in love with each other. Right. You know, I mean, that's so nice, you know, especially when it comes to like, just like, yeah, cute little couples, maybe a first date. You can kind of see how things are going. You know what I mean? An older couple who've been together forever that are still like affectionate toward each other, you Ugh, know, stuff like that swoon. is really lovely. And it well, we is want, like, we want that for you too. We mm-hmm. want the world to be a more welcoming and accepting place. And yes, not, but, yeah. Yeah. Feel we scared. just don't want you to get wasted and like bone in the back room. I think that, that is <laughs> um, <laughs> another person. Their rule of thumb of PDA is kiss on the cheek, a peck on the lips, arms around me, but never below my waist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone's got their rules. And this one killed me. This is so freaking funny. All right. As a shy guy who's never been in a relationship, PDA has always made me uncomfortable. What really bugs me is one, when one or both of them look over at me, then give me a smug, mean-spirited smile, maybe even have a laugh at my expense and proceed to dial up the intensity of the PDA. <laughs> That's like noticing a starving person watching you eat, laughing at them, and then stuffing your face with oh an especially God. delicious food to increase your suffering for their entertainment. <laughs> oh my god that's so good you know and we were talking about what was it like last week on the podcast who was the name of the guy who like the who wanted people to watch him the take pooper shits? the poop Kevin, carl the, the pooper. pooper carl the carl pooper. the pooper yeah yes 
I mean, the same, it's kind of like along the same lines. I mean, some people are exhibitionists and they'll, they want to, they want to go out in public and do creepy shit like this. Yeah. And like we said, PDA is totally a spectrum and it goes from the, the exhibitionist couple where like we were saying they both dare each other and it gets hotter and kinkier for them while everyone else is miserable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that, right. Which is all good. I like, I'm not shaming it. I'm just saying like, there is such a thing as consent for the person who doesn't know what they're walking into. Totally. Absolutely. You know? But anyways, then I, mean, I feel like you and I are the drunk made out with a stranger, made fools of ourselves, middle of the PDA, like whoopsies. And then there are people who really not even culturally or not even because of fear, fearing for safety. They like there are some people who would rather fucking die than oh, be yeah. just hugged or touched in public. Absolutely. And it's that's just like preference. I mean, mm-hmm. I just even yeah. I mean, I just don't want to like cause any trouble or cause any reason for someone to like be like, mm, you know, like that's probably like the the tarnishing of the reputation fear that we talked mm-hmm. about before. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, here's another like fun little uh bite from this Vice article. This guy, Carlos from a bouncer from Nashville, says, I've intervened before. Usually when it gets really touchy if they start going for stuff you know if you know what I mean kissing's <laughs> fine but when you're pinning someone against the wall and hands are starting to go places you gotta step in I tell them to chill out like you're in a public space people but usually they just start up again in the bathroom and you have to kick them out if you went into the women's bathroom you better have a shot at getting away with it since male bouncers don't go in there not that I'm advocating for that and a lot of times I tell people to ease up and guys will be like what the fuck man or whatever but it's just not cool people work here and at the end of the day it's a business you can't be fucking in the bathroom at your dentist and what makes you think you can go to a bar and do it (laughs) (laughs) if you're an exhibitionist of course you can fuck at the dentist (laughs) give me the nitrous first please (laughs) i mean now that's some fun Oh boy, oh boy. We so, have some I was gonna say, I'm like, I found some advice for uh-huh. bartenders uh-huh. and servers, if I may share. This was on yes, a Reddit yes. thread. Um, advice for how best to deal, you know, because like this guy who was just talking, they're a bouncer. They can walk up to people and be like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. That's their job. You as the server or the bartender are in a more delicate situation involving mm-hmm. a tip, usually, right? So here are some um, contributions from the Reddit community of bartenders. So they say, if there's nudity or hand jobs happening, you just kick them the fuck out. No questions out. He goes, but if there's nudity or hand jobs happening and they are fucking excellent tippers, you kick, <laughs> you kick them the fuck onto the patio or in another room to continue their romp in a reasonable spot where you can't get in some shit for it. If it's pretty PG-13, quit being a prude. It's a bar. Um, but basically, that being said, if several other guests are off put, now you're fucking with my money, so mm-hmm. anything goes. Uh-huh. You, cannot, you totally. cannot fuck with my volume, my service of flow. If I'm losing money because of your foolish, illegal, inappropriate behavior, I will kick you out. Good. That is awesome. So there's this article I found this restaurant in the UK, um, and they did, they did a survey, basically, um, you know, asking 2000 people in the UK, um, this restaurant, an American Italian franchise called Frankie and Benny's, um, saying that be- they believe and they're calling PDA openly tactile behaviors, which I think is amazing, <laughs> like passionate kissing couples, feeding one another and sucking each other's fingers. Ooh, can you yeah, imagine that is, I, I cannot, I cannot should be left for private. So in light of this, the restaurant chain has taken action introducing no PDA zones at a select number of the restaurants specifically for Valentine's Day. Diners sit in these areas will be able to eat their food safe in the knowledge that they won't have they won't have to be uh shown basically uh canoodling couples uh all over the part all over the restaurant, which I think is amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's hilarious. Way to lean in. Like, I've actually never heard like someone actually leaning into like more of an anti-Valentine's Day thing of being like, nope, nobody can kiss, nobody can suck, nobody can finger, you know, like it's yeah. not happening here. Get that fucking <laughs> rose out of my face. No roses allowed. <laughs> um, I was dying that some other advice. 
or lines, if you guys want to say them more bartenders, there's a, here's a line I use. Hey guys, I don't make drinks in your bedroom. Please don't fuck in my bar. Yeah. That should be like a cute little, like, don't, we don't, I don't swim in your toilet. Don't pee in my pool kind of sign. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, some people will just kind of in joke, like joking and passing, but being aggressive too. they'll, they'll say like, don't make me get the hose. Um, basically or like like you could just also say can i cash you out so that you can go somewhere a little more private you know like mm-hmm. just like yeah i'm helpful mm-hmm. i'm the helpful server mm-hmm. you know let me help expedite you leaving um other people are just like if you've got control of the music change the mood oh i uh, love that start blasting smash mouth all-star <laughs> And someone just said, play Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you come from? Where do you go? Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, I hate that song so much. <laughs> I mean, that's a real boner trigger of a song. It's true. If we're talking top boner trigger songs, that's probably on top five for me. That yeah, but and, like, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you can approach yeah. it. Man in the approach- Mirror, also a big boner shrinker. <laughs> But if if you're really miserable, I mean, just try the jokey, laughy, just sort of like, hey, no smooching in the bar. What or, do you guys you know, do? Keep that stuff at home. Get out of here. Yeah. And there's the classic line. Get a room. Yeah. Get a room, guys. Like, get or a room. let if you've got if you like customers at the bar and they like you put it on the customer. They don't get mm-hmm. in trouble. Mm-hmm. Have one of your customers be like, gross, get a room. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get the hint. And then, yeah, anyways. Yeah, shame, I, shame them. Basically. Out, outsource the shame. <laughs> Don't do it personally. I think outsourcing shame is actually uh, a really great uh, idea in general. Yeah. Um, but God, you guys, well, I hope Valentine's Day weekend will go fine for you guys. Um, this is gonna hit like a couple days after actual Valentine's well, Day proper, but we all know it runs and drains into the weekend. I feel terrible because, yeah, dude, it's gonna go that Thursday, then mm-hmm. of course that Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you all yeah. are in in for it. So no weekend, at least though, it is not like it was last year, which was Valentine's plus the Super Bowl in the same weekend. So that is not happening. It's just uh, it's directly after. Brian will be out of town for Valentine's Day. It's a tradition that we always separate on the day. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll be gone, and I'm gonna go dancing all by myself. And so if I see a bunch of making out couples, I will. Report back, Brooke. All right. Well, I think I'm here, so I can go dancing with you. I don't. Yes, come the dancing next. Uh, it's a Fleetwood Mac. It's they're called Fleet Mac Wood, and they nice. do like all Fleetwood Mac remixes to go dancing to. And so I'm excited, and I'm gonna do it. Um, but yeah, Godspeed. I can't even say it. I'm. Let's wait. God, I. What am I doing? Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. You know what we say at the end of each episode? Godspeed. And good tips. She did it. I did it, guys.